machine. Welcome back, Dali. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Go red and look at him go. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. Brother Bush, it is 15, Lance Clare. Oh, gee, he is a good horse like Harry said. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? He's stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy had to pull the whip. It's coming again. Dex, Dex. He loves it. He wins. What an outstanding racehorse. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview podcast for Sea Force Stakes Day at Caulfield and the Apollo Stakes at Ramwick Group 1 Racing Blanks. It comes around really quick and we've got a pretty good race on Saturday at Caulfield. Yeah, we do. It's a good Group 1 actually. I'm a I'm an official or knocker. You are. As a Group 1. I don't think it is a Group 1 and I probably you know, still I'm don't, but it's um it's held up pretty well this year. I think it's a, a good race. I think there's four if you're being kind, five that are good enough to have won basically the last four oars. So I think it's a yeah, a good addition. And they're at they're fourteen hundred meter horses. So I always joke and think it's ridiculous that the Caulfield fourteen hundred that famous historically significant horse racing course and distance, the Caulfield fourteen hundred hosts more open group ones than any other course and distance in the world. Newmarket, Royal Ascot, Tokyo's no. Nah. It's the Caulfield 1400. That's the <laughs> the epicentre of global Group 1 racing, the Caulfield 1400. Um, but this, I'll tell you what it is, is a strong Group 2. Yeah, it's a leader. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a good one. And it's a, not only is it a good one on the track, it's a it's a good one in the betting ring as well. I think there'll be, um, there'll be some, some pretty fierce betting because I don't think it's, um, it's not one of those races where you can go, well, that's obviously the favourite and do you like the price or how do you beat it? It's, um... The question is, who should be favourite? And I think that's that's still somewhat up in the air. Your boy's favourite at the moment, Sinner One. Yeah, and I think that's... I mean, as you know, I, I sort of like him as a horse and I, I fancied that this was a group one that he could win. It's probably come up stronger than I thought it might. Sort of four, re- we- four weeks ago, I said, you know, oh, Sinner One's being aimed towards the oar. It's like, okay, well, he, he's going to knock the oar off. Um and he did nothing first up to say that's that wasn't right, but it comes up a little deeper than than perhaps they they expected. So I mean, he's favoured in in the early markets. There should he be favoured? Yeah. I mean, Behemoth has some some runs on the board. I know I was a bit cold on on what he did there first up, um, and he did run a long way below what you typically see from him first up. But the shape of that race was interesting. When you digged a little deeper, he probably can't run much faster later. It was a bit farcical. So if you treat that as a as a barrier trial, um, yeah, he comes right into the game. And as I said, runs on the board. He's um, he's the one who gets the horse to beat Tag, isn't he? Yeah, you think so. I have enjoyed the build-up to this because given what price Sinner 1 is, you've been pro all the way through and now you're almost... Now I'm against him. Now you're against him. <laughs> it's pretty to watch. I mean, that's the that's the great game. Yeah, that's why you always tell me no such thing as teams in racing. No, not at all, not at all. And you've got to be able to to turn your back ice cold on one. One, I am team and a fan. Cascadian, I'm scathing that he's twenties, isn't it? I think that's too big. Yeah, I mean, he's about as good as he's a Doncaster winner. 
So six Group 1 winners in this race. Five of them are first up and the other one's Behemoth, who we're saying is um, something like first up. So, you know, it's sort of... He's first up, but they all are At for those those established horses. He's a Doncaster winner. I mean, there's a Turak winner, there's a couple of Rupert Clark winners, and Behemoth's got a couple of Memsies. He could be a three-time Kentala winner. There's also a railway and a, and a Stradbroke winner, so I like that because you've got the big handicap from just about every major racing jurisdiction in Australia represented here. So it is a bit of a um, – it's a cool race in, in that sense, but – I mean the Doncaster winner, Sydney Sydney siders love telling everyone that their form's the best form. So the Doncaster winner should be better than the Stradbroke Railway Turak winners, right? Twenties. I like that he's. I love that he's drawn Barrier One actually as well because it's a it's a like of course it can it can all go wrong from there and yeah sure he finds traffic but at twenties that's great. Yeah, it's awesome because we're playing for luck and that's what you want. Yeah, if he gets he a, if he gets a seam at the right time, he's in the finish, isn't he? Because at the back of there's no um, it's not as if he's lost his form or anything like that. He was um, to be honest, he was in career best form at the back of last prep. He was um, yeah, as yeah. good at least as good as he was at any stage. So um, twenties, I think he fits in better than than that. So um, yeah, so there, so there. Thunderstruck is interesting because I thought he was going to be really, really trendy and I was going to be against him and I'm sort of thinking, you know, I'm going to mark him $7 and be four or five rolls above the, the market here, but everyone's sort of... I think Mick Price all week's been very cold water. The All-Star Miles, the grand final. He's but that's drawn. probably true for all of them, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this is a thing when a horse establishes itself as a good horse. All of a sudden then, you know, this is when they target the races and the good trainers get them to peak on the day. So, I mean, a majority of these... I mean, who do you think actually is there to win I'll on I'll say Saturday? this. I reckon the general chit-chat, trainers, pundits and, and the like, horses are way more consistent than the chat would have them suggest. You know when you get trainers or pundits saying, oh, he's 60% fit. No, they're not. They're way fitter than that because if you're 60% fit, you're getting gapped. Like, that's ridiculous. Oh, he'll improve six, eight lengths. No, they don't. When you actually measure them, that's not. they're much more consistent than the story goes. Um, yeah, but that's not a story then. I know, I know, I know. I think for him, drawing 11, they'll ride him cold, he'll hit the line. He, you know, the old classic, they'll be obviously static if he wins. I think a pass mark for him is, you know, top four. Who, we mentioned, who do you actually think is there to win? I think Behemoth is. Sino, yeah, I mean, Sino Sino is. yeah, Sinawan's there to win. And, and probably there. Tafani. They're the three. Mm. Yeah, that's, the, that's I mean, probably true. I mean, they're all, they're all there to win to, to some extent. And obviously yeah. down the bottom as well, Lightsaber's there to win. It just reminds me of Mwanga Lighthouse first up. there to win, but they look a little bit overfound to, yeah. to me. Lighthouse has been terrific over the summer, but the bar is going up and I think it's... A little bit like I think she's been really consistent at a consistently good level right through her five Australian runs, um, but this will be one higher than that. And her her consistency at that level has me thinking that that's just her. I'll be surprised if she wins. I think she can run well in it, but I yeah, think yeah. you'd be surprised if one of the the bigger dogs, so she's to speak, probably a trendier version. But she sort of feels like the Dan Zylem in this race. Do you remember Dan Zylem, or he might be a bit before you, Dan Zylem. You are old. I forget that yeah. he was. He'd run in an oar off a big summer every year. Well, it felt like every year. It was probably twice. But, 
and he'd run behind Typhoon Tracy and Heart of Dreams and those sort of horses in, in some of my favourite oars. Um, she'll run well and she won't win. Um, One for your first four. I've always been – I've never really been on the Sierra Sioux bandwagon. So How I, can you? Uh, Basutin and Young. I – no. I couldn't – you can't pay me to back their horses. Sure, I mean, two good wins are at the course and distance in the, the spring, but I think this is – I've got them – 115, 115 and expecting this to be one at 118 and a bit better. So is she about to rip out a, an all-new peak again to, to win? Probably not. Lightsaber ran well the other day, but Sinawan was a bit better and seems to me anyway more like, more like yeah, more likely to really improve. And he's got that... When I play the little Monte Carlo games there, I, I punch in that Irish peak as well as, as one of his options. So you've got, you know, if we run him off the first up run, the Heffern and win and his Irish peak, well, there's there's that one in there that that a horse like Lightsaber doesn't have, which wins Sinawan a lot of races that, that Lightsaber can't win. So that's out of that race, he's much more likely, I would say. Um, so in for all that, I, I think Sinawan and, and Behemoth are probably the... The two that end up being the one of you is favourite. I probably think the way that market looks to me, we're, it seems a little bit too conclusive. So I'd probably have Behemoth a little bit closer, and yeah, Cascadians the the one outside the market that I think belongs in there somewhere because he's good and like the Doncaster win is, and a bunch of his form is about as good as what those good ones do. Yeah. I mean, he just hasn't won that much, and then he gets the story around him that he's a, a bit of a non-winner and stuff. But I mean, get out, get out of, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, he's so first up, he settled twelfth, beaten half length in the Winks, time on it. Yeah, we won't want to be settling. Yeah, he's not going to from one though. But from one, yeah. Ollie just won't let him get that far back. Chelmsford Stakes, well, well we hope Chelmsford Stakes. He was disappointing. George Main, he was fine. He settled last, and then he's ran a screamer in the Epsom. He's been chinning the Cantala. And then he's Ranzaki too, a length and a quarter. I, on form, I don't think there's actually any in this race with as good a form coming into it from last prep. No, I mean... All jokes I aside, he I was flying. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. I think he's a, about as good as Behemoth, who's the best horse in the race. I, I mean, I have him rated at his peaks a little bit better than with Undestruct's been yet. So, it's that. And as good as Sinawan was in Ireland, which is what I think he's about to do. And I I think I've said on this as well, I think Sinawan's got an even bigger run in him and he'll, he'll produce it somewhere sometime. And a very smart stable of um, probably put the circle around this as a, a pretty good day to think about doing that. So, um, I mean, perfect. Yeah, he's you dangerous. Can... I just, he's, he's probably the coolest horse in there, Sinawan, for me, but it's um, I feel like he's the right price if... Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly tell you that that's a some great bet at, at sort of four dollars. I mean, it all depends if you. This is obviously these early Group One races, both spring and autumn. You get the, a lot of obviously majority are resuming, loftier targets down the track. If you target one at it, he's it's come up stronger than they expected. But if he's going to beat him, this is probably going to be one of his best chances. This prep, as you know, they're first up. Going to have improvement, et cetera, et cetera. Similar yeah. to Mwanga winning the Winks last time in. Yeah, he's a match for them. He's probably about as good as all of them going forward, but that's 
if they're all very even, I suppose the fitness and being aimed at it is is his little edge, and that's yeah, you're right. That's that gives him his little chance to. That's why he's to have an advantage, and that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I don't makes, think all makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't actually think we've said we've uh, said much. We're pretty much market order, but we expect Cascadian. Well, I don't know that I am market order because I've actually marked Behemoth and Cinewan, samesies, and I'm sort of almost third pick Cascadian. So, so on the review show, you've got almost alarm bells ringing for Behemoth, and then you've marked him favourite. Yeah, that's right. The beauty of the game. <laughs> now, ratings wise, what's going to rate better, this or the Apollo? Ah, uh, this will rate better than the Apollo. So we can roll up to the Apollo now. The Apollo has the the big Melbourne Cup winner resuming in it, so it's got the big the big star and some other good horses. But they're not um, the thing about the Apollo. I thought I thought was really tricky, and I'd be a bit standoffish about the whole thing because I don't think any of them are really seven furlong horses, are they? No, I've had a quick. And the ones who are, I don't think are reliable or typically that good. So that's some concern. The best fourteen hundred meter horse is thirty four dollars. Colding. Colding, yeah. And he was atrocious last prep, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And mostly since since he was sort of the since he was new on the scene, which seems ages ago now. When he won the Eagle, the Epsom, you told And he went through that big yeah. tear. Um since then he's he's mostly been awful first up. So that's why he's thirty threes, I suppose. But the race where you would entertain it, I mean, you have worse bets than that in your life. And your man S. Clipperton on board, who's actually I was looking at it before, impact value post carnival, so like November to now, two point three seven. So he's having a bigger impact in Sydney than she's anyone. Yep, two point three six James. He's having a bigger impact than James. Till Pike well, turns I think up. We're, we are absolutely we're splitting the second decimal there. So yeah. <laughs> We're being very cute with it. To say no, but he's, he's riding, he's riding he's really doing, well. He's riding winners. Good on him. You mentioned there's no 1,400-metre horses. I went through and just sort of... Well, there are, but I don't think... Hold on, let me talk. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went through and just looked at the ratings, I guess, what these horses would produce at 1,400, right? So what actually have they done? Seems a logical way to go about it. Yeah. So think it over, you're looking at he's sort of between 116, 119. I think that's too high, but yep. That's what he's done. Then I am Superman's one fourteen special rewards one hundred and thirteen. Riadini at a stretch one nineteen, but that's when Rachel King flushed it last prep. So sort of one sixteen. Maximal one hundred and thirteen. Very elegant one hundred and fourteen, which is actually one hundred and eighteen. But you're looking at these. You're looking at ratings here over a mile as well, and just hemming it to fourteen. Sort of, yeah. It's being generous. Well, it's. I mean, her rating over a mile. No, she's run one hundred and fourteen a few times. Fourteen hundred. Oh, 1,400, she's a, she's a really reliable rock. I've got her running 114, 112, 114, 114. Yeah, so which is essentially 118 with the mare's allowance. But then you've got Colette, who I think is probably the bet in the race. She's got a bigger peak than that. She obviously won this race. That's the big race where she, yeah. Ran, yeah, she ran a big race in this last year. Yeah, and a really interesting trial. If you go back and watch it, if you just look at the result, you sort of, you know, she didn't do much. But go back and watch a trial and watch her through the line and Tim Clark really, really puts her through her gears, through and past the line, like she's well ahead of him. So it's only, it looks like a soft trial, but if you actually go back and watch it, she's, I reckon she's ready to go and, you know, she's been trimmed up all week and I think she's probably got, 
in terms of this distance range, if she produces her peak, I think she goes very close. So I'd have her inside very early again, and I don't think there's much between her and Think It Over. So that's sort of – it's not an easy race to assess, but – So Think It Over is the early favourite. Mm. I love that horse, but that's – I don't like that. No. Yeah. Riodini just leaves me cold, that horse. I know he ran a couple of – he's run three big races all at the Ramwick Mile. I mean, you don't want to pigeonhole him too much, but here I am. Superman smacked him up over 1,500 and has beaten Think It Over at 1,500, so probably appeals to me more than almost either of them, to be honest. As I said, I love Think It Over, but I'd he feels like he should be more out where I am Superman is price-wise there. Maybe that's being harsh, but that feels right that's, to that's me. Five of 13 ran in the winks, and there was only like three-quarters of the length with the first six across the line, yeah. you know, six months ago. There's nothing between these horses at this trip. But if Colette does produce a peak, I think there is. I think she's got the biggest peak, well, she does. So that's it. If you want to have a bet. At 1,400. Yeah. I mean, if we disregard Colding, <laughs> who looks he's, to be going awful. He's not saying that Colette can outrate very elegant. No. This is just, just, <laughs> this just, is just distance, yeah, distance range. I'll save you getting trolling online, <laughs> mostly from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a interesting race, a starting point. Maximal's the one for me. Oh, yeah, we talk about Maximal. So he's about good enough. Yeah. And he's got mile form. Yeah. That fourth at Royal Ascot, fastest race, best speed figure race of the week. He ran fourth in there and he ran up to win it and just sort of blew out. But it was you're entitled to blow out because, A, that's Ascot is a stiff track and, B, they went fast. So for him to be able to travel up into that race behind Poetic Flair and then run second to Baid, who's maybe the best miler on the planet, um, that's good form. And he was he was okay in the Golden Eagle. Yeah. Maybe even a fraction better than okay. Jumped from out wide, blah, blah, blah. Did a bit of work. Yeah, I'm not sold on his trials. Yeah, but I liked his trial at Ascot last year. Yeah, that was a, that's a completely different stable in a completely different country. It's I'm going to say. So you're saying Johnny O has trained the wheels off this thing. No, I'm just saying he's not where he was. That's like betting in Hong Kong off Australian figures. It's it's a completely different kettle of fish. Once they get to a new country... I've seen him run close to it in Australia. Yeah. I'll, I'd want to see it. I'll be surprised. The problem I, is by the time you've seen it, you can't bet. Yeah, and I'm not betting, so <laughs> you can have him. I'll, I'll be leaving that one well alone. Yeah, he's very interesting. Heading towards the Australian Cup. The interesting thing about that is the Golden Eagle bringing laws of indices down here and maximal down here for the Golden Eagle, chasing the big dollars. And then they end up chasing the new market in the Australian Cup. So um, the Golden Eagle helping out Victorian racing with a couple of races that they've let die on the vine while they big up the mile. Thank God for the Golden Eagle looking after the uh, Melbourne features. <laughs> yeah. The best races in Melbourne. Ah, the All-Star Mile. But he's an interesting horse. He's an interesting horse going towards the Australian Cup because... I'm sure I'm forgetting several, but off the top of my head, it's um, all the big names are talking about the All-Star Mile and none of them are going to the Australian Cup, so it's... It's there. It's interesting for him, kicking off there and going that way, apparently. Similar to the George Ryder, there's going to be an opportunity for someone there because everyone is gearing towards that, so interesting to see how it all plays out in the next sort of month or so. Yeah. 
But we need, we've mentioned before, there seems to be a bit of a hole there and we need these horses to, you know, we need one of them to step up. Off his trials, I don't think it's him, but we'll see. The You've looked at Sydney, I assume. I've looked at the uh, the group races, so I assume you're going to look at the Southern Cross next. Yeah. Because it's a good race. Good race. Quantico out, which is disappointing. It's a shame. Yeah. It was very interesting. We mentioned on three more in three minutes yesterday, loss and running. Yeah, he didn't make a liar of us, but he certainly, he went better than I thought he would. He sort of matched it with, you know, he did measure up to our better sprinters, which I didn't think he would, and he did. And now he gives weight away. He did. He measured up to them, but he did get beaten by all the by the big three, yeah. if you like. So he's still got to um, – although I think you're right. I think he did sort of – he was better than what we probably had him pegged. I mean, I think we laughed when he got picked so early. Yeah, yeah. I think if you go back, I think we we're entitled to have a little laugh. Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, he did take a really good step forward. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he still, when he raced Eduardo, Mars Crusader, Nature Strip, they all beat him every time. Yeah, which you would expect. They're elite. Yeah. They're probably the – I mean, they ran one – Nature Street won the sprinting grand slam last year. It's undersold how good he is. They do say that in a lot of sports that the everyone runs around talking about underrated and they're like, it's usually the best. <laughs> like, usually the one that's underrated is the king. Because yeah. you get the expectation and it's hard to live I up to expectation. I did chuckle at the um, Home Affairs press release. Oh, he's running. Oh. You know, I'm sure – in time, he'll be as good as Nature Strip. How happy will Coolmore be if he's <laughs> as sure good as I'm sure in time he'll be as good as Nature Strip. Yeah. Like I'm, who, I'm sure that he won't win the sprinting Grand Slam home affairs because he'd be shuttled off to start if he is that good, which is very unlikely. Who, I mean, he's very good, but he's Jesus. Yeah. Who has been better than Nature Strip? Haylist, Black Caviar. This is we're just going to go re- No, just go, <laughs> go recent. We don't need to go too far back. Like post Black Caviar. Like she, sort of, she sort of swept the board and it was start again. All right, well, we hit the top now. Reset. He's better than Chautauqua. Yeah. Yep. I think so. There's probably not a huge amount in it, and Lankan Rupee's probably in there as well, and I suppose, I mean, Buffering was part of the whole Black Caviar thing, but he... Redzel. He's better than Redzel. No, he's better than Redzel. No, he's probably, I mean, he probably is the best post-Black Caviar sprinter, if you, if you weigh everything up. So now Lost and Running's job is to... Um, Come good on, so he sort of measured up to them to an extent. But can he join them and make it a Fab Four from the big three, if you like? We're probably being generous to Mask Crusader there, but he did run a big race in an Everest, big race in a TJ. So they're the. I mean, we had the same trifecta in, in both of those races, so they are and they can be our established three. I think it's safe to say they are. Can he make it four? Can he become one of them? This is a starting point. And if that if he is, I think he'd want to win first this. up or not. He beats these. I don't think there's – Quantico was – I'm not sure what that does now for his new market prep, but he so was – So is that an issue, is it? Yeah, I think he, he's he been pulled out with an issue. That's a shame. Yeah. Away from that, I don't think anything in this – King of Spartan, no. I don't think there's anything in this field that's going to be competitive in Group 1 sprints this carnival. But well, Overpass yeah. looks a nice new market horse. Yeah. Those horses run well in new markets. He'll run well in it, but he won't win it. I suppose that asked the question. So, like two weeks ago, it was the big, um, the big bias. That you know, that was the the story of the the meeting two weeks ago. So, overpass rode that bias. Is that so? Are you being very cold on him? Oh, I just don't think that's any good form. Like, there's got to be better than that. Yeah, it's at the top. 
which is what you'll need to do to win a new market. I think he's a nice horse and nice profile, but he's got to take a massive step off that to be winning a new market. Massive? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not backing him to beat home affairs anytime soon. But he's heading that way, and I think Laws of Indices is heading that way as well. So I just saw a wide draw Lord of Indices and Laws of Indices and thought that probably... Um, That's a concede job. And then, yeah, just let him have a blowout, and I don't think he could beat... I don't think he wins it without things going right. Oh, he Would can't. that be fair? Yeah, I don't think he can win. <laughs> you have to go like one step further to like the outrageous stage. <laughs> you don't no. think he can win? No, I don't think he can win. He's got to be a chance. No. What price is he? Seven dollars. That's probably about right. Whoa. Yeah, no, I'm double that. So you think he's about a seven percent chance of winning? Yeah, which is so mi- which is not very- can't win, is it? Yeah, but it's very minimal. It's very minimal chance. I'll be pretty surprised. Like, is he even any good? Yeah, he won a Group 1 in Europe and they tell us that their horses are superior to ours in every way. If he's going to sprint, I don't think so. As we mentioned, the big three aren't going anywhere. If you want to win a real race, he's not winning a real race here. Same sort of thing as Maximal. He, he had a nice number in the in Europe and he ran well in Australia. So he's he's here and settled, right? Yeah, I mean, second prep, he should run well and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe it. So you've got to overpass more likely than him. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. So standouts. I'm, I'm dismissing overpass in terms of I think he can win a new market. I think he can run well in a new market, but he wouldn't. I think there's a few ahead of him. Off, he's going to catch a few on the hop here, obviously, and he's won well fresh. So, yeah, he's hard to beat on Saturday for sure. Standout is in that market. Blinkers on first time. Oh, sorry. So Blinkers again. In the overpass race with what looked like some sort of chance and ran, are we saying poorly? He didn't have the best of luck. He sort of got locked in and, yeah, he didn't get his chance, I don't think. So he was, yeah, okay. So is he a chance there? Nash back. Tell you what, Nash's numbers are good too. It's probably no no great surprise in that, but they are. I don't think we're telling anyone anything. You know this Nash Willow goes all right. Yeah. Oh, he's had periods where his numbers aren't that good, actually. Mm. But I suppose that was the surprising bit of news as opposed to Nash's back riding really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, good race. Didn't Nash slaughter stand out a couple of times? Uh, he snorted, slaughtered Badiga. Ah, same he, colours. Same colours. He might have. Yeah, he hasn't had the best of luck with these colours. Mm. And oh, what's your take on King of Sparta? Uh, I think he found the right race last time and that's the right sort of race for him. Does he go better here? Again, playing around Monte Carlo, he doesn't win very often. He runs well, but doesn't win very often. Yeah. Unless you factor in a new big peak somewhere, which I don't know. I don't really. Maybe. I don't mind. The, set, the setup's good. Is it? Horses from the Gold Coast run well back to Sydney? Oh, I mean, from he's gone 12, 14. Last 100 to have tried peak. it have beaten 20% less horses home. I checked. Ah, he asked the question he already knows the answer to. Talk me through SB owner and $1.50 and has the hype gone too far here? It's one of those things, you know, it's actually, they become so trendy that then it becomes trendy to downplay it. How do you avoid looking like a goose? (laughs) Because I don't want to be the, you know, how horrible, you know, ah, the bubble burst, like, ah, well, she ran really well at Flemington, so that doesn't change no matter what she does on Saturday. She's, you're entitled to be excited about fast horses, and she ran really fast. But $1.50, I was saying in the 
three minutes yesterday. I reckon five years ago, Espiona was left alone to extent for the ratings guys and we'd all be getting excited about her and, and everyone else would be going, oh, what has she beaten? I mean, she, and now... She did win by seven. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, but it, this, this is how it would, you know... But she beat Star of Chaos. Like, who? Yeah. And then, you know, we're supposed to get... You know, this is supposed to be us ratings, guys. This is our time to shine, baby. Yeah. We find these. <laughs> now, every, like, now got people saying she's Winx or... But, like, what? So I had a look at her in comparison <laughs> to Dad. So she's done it a bit later. To Dad. Yeah, extreme choice. Yeah, okay. So she's won 15 plus after two starts. He was 118, but he did it at two. And then he was 124 as a spring three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she now sits as the third best of his progeny. But Third best? Who's better? Stay inside. Ah, oh, slipper winner. And extreme warrior. Oh, he did win like a bomb as well, didn't he? Yeah. There's some big wins in the spring. Yeah. Some big margin, big margin Melbourne Cup, big margin Caulfield Cup. Extreme Warrior, Espiona, fangirl who's here, like big winners. And now they're all fronting up again. It's good. Yeah, I thought I thought um I thought she was really impressive at at Flemington and the number she ran basically wins every light fingers outside of the vintage ones, you know, more joyous and those sort of horses winning it. Probably ran better figures, but I flit ran hundred and fifteen winning it two years ago, but other than that it's been hundred and ten or worse in recent times and she's already better than that so she has to front up and run a race run what you know somewhere near what she did at Flemington and she'll win but that's not a given is it no what I mean is it ever a given Chris Waller first up as well it's not a stable you want to charge into first up when you know there's a don't tell me that I've back coast watching Melbourne or I will (laughs) (laughs) for me yeah it's sort of obviously she's the headline horse and blah 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 but it's not going to change anything. She's going to go to the races. There's loftier targets and she's drawn barrier 12. They're going to go back. It's a big field. She's probably going to need a bit of luck getting out. Like, it's just a terrible bet at $1.50. Like, it's disgusting for me. Even even if she comes up and wins and gaps them, it's still a bad bet. Yeah. Like, you can you get each way fangirl, which I think that's the bet. It's a free look and you hope Espiona gets... Locked up in a traffic jam. I was saying to you, I was a bit surprised to see Fangirl turn up here and race her heading towards that surround, which just looks... I mean, this and the surround just look great for Espiona, yeah. obviously. Fangirl has the big Flemington mile win there at the back of the last prep, and I thought, wow, they'll they'll definitely set her for the Australian Guineas. But she's not there. If she was going that way, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like, Hotatsu is favourite, okay. I mean, he did... He was an, Add him to the list of those big spring winners, he was... Dynamite winning the derby. It's another classic, you know, what did he beat? No, oh, when you win like that. Who cares? You're, <laughs> he was breathing fire from a long way out in that. Yeah. Um, I think I'd make her something like favourite or second pick for the Australian Guineas at the moment if she was heading that way. So I think it's a strange decision that she's going to... She still can. Yeah. Can she? She run out of time? When is the Australian Guineas? There Australian are Guineas, trials this weekend. It's the same weekend as the Ramwick Guineas. So they haven't run the Hobartville yet, so she can get on the train. She'd have to back up somewhere, would she? Because they're not going to go, go 1,200 to a mile. No, but they can go. She can go. Th- I'm assuming there's a lead up two weeks from the Guineas. Yeah, it's next week. Oh, is it next week? That's what I mean. Is that yeah. how close it all is? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So the Hobartville's next week. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Animo goes to the Hobartville next week on a recovery mission. <laughs> 
and I'm salvage sure. his tarnished reputation after splitting a couple of listed fillies the other day. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not unlike Chris Wilder to back him up to a mile anyway, if it is no, a No, I don't know. I mean, she's not going to the Australian Guineas. This is not happening. So yeah. oh, that's interesting to me. But it doesn't really matter, does it? No. Uh, is there any, before we roll on from the light fingers, is there anything else? Star Tontes, any interest? Had a blowout already? And her Golden Rose run was okay? Yeah, barrier 15, no. She's just going to be issue. Yeah, it's awful. Put it this way, you'll be a bigger price in run than what she's going to jump. Heresy runs in Sydney, I thought, had a chance in Melbourne. Yeah. And she's, what, 50s here? I mean, none of these fillies are any good. These, until Fangirl and Espiona burst onto the scene, we were saying they're terrible. So, Jamea had Heresy no, like, is interesting to me because Heresy's McNeil run was, was pretty good. Yeah. It worked out pretty well. Like, Bruckner and Artorias filled the placings in the Coolmore and it was okay. She got beat less than length there. So that figure at 1,200 might be competitive in a normal light fingers, but it won't be competitive if Espiona and Fangirl are in F- Flemington form or close. Yeah. Obviously, they're the top two, and we're not. I don't think we're telling anyone anything. Zuzarella is interesting enough. I mean, not to win it, but it's interesting that they go that way because obviously go away from home, but targeting the surround, but it's, it's probably beyond her as well. She had a... She did win... Her first start was... That everyone liked it, it looked pretty, and I didn't think the figures were up to much. And then she won again, and the figures were better. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe she is like that. But it all kind of leveled out for her, and you know, she'll be better in her second prep. But it might just she might be just chasing too much there. But there's something out there for her, mm. I would think. She showed speed in her recent trial as well. So whether she or not trialed in Sydney, trialed in Sydney, and led, and you know found was good through the line. So whether or not – I don't – interesting to see what they do from that draw. A raising pattern suggests they're going to go back, but interesting to see if there is a change of tactics given how she trolled. Quickly wrapping up Sydney, best bet for me comes up in the Phillies and Mares Triske stakes. So I hope, hope Gaz isn't listening. But <coughs> yeah, I really think Snap Dancer is a great bet. I've got a mark 280, I think. She's sort of 370 at the moment. And 9 of 15 first up, she hits this third up. And good win on the Gold Coast off a peak. It's me's holding a fair bit of the market at the moment. I couldn't possibly back her off 483 days in one trial. She's a nice mare, but happy to watch her go around. That'd be something, wouldn't it? Oh, unbelievable. She's obviously very good, but I don't... Um... Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you, which is a shame. Yeah, so I think... Did you give Fatus a chance? Yeah, sort of. Like, Snapdance is just better than him, and she's off a peak... And I don't make Snap Dancer better than Fatus. You don't? As a horse. She might be better set up. Yeah. And she might be more reliable. But I think their peaks are about the same. That's interesting. I will disagree. And even Wonderbar splitting top ranked and She ran really well, yeah. Lost and running. Yeah, that's that that one And then going to <laughs> Brisbane and I mean no maybe no luck, but and I mean she's a she's a shocker, isn't she? Mm. Get back horrible. But that one run stands there and goes, well, she could beat Snapdance, though. She runs that. Yeah. But, I mean, it, that obviously takes a lot of um, a lot of luck. Yeah, I think the one's the big plus for me, A, she's got a better setup. B, she's going to go forward and land 1-1 one, one for McDonald. And the horses you've just mentioned are all get back. Yeah. So they're going to give her a start and a fitness edge. So for me, that's, you know, I think that's why she's the best bet in Sydney tomorrow. You've trawled over all the... Blue Diamond preludes. You've done all your jump out form. No, I'm not. Um, 
We've given the two-year-olds a lot of airtime in, in this and they've given us nothing in return. So oh, they're, they're doing nothing for us and we're here talking them up. They get, they get nothing this week. Ignored. Ignored. We'll touch on the review show, do something, hopefully. Do something to impress me and I'll talk about you. Until then, Until we're, then. we're not on speaking terms, me and the two-year-olds. I made my best um, coast watch. What do you think about that? You're a Sydney buff. Yeah, nice horse. His golden rose run just, if he peels that out, he won't. But if he pulled yeah. that out, he just blows him out of the water. I can't see horses off nice profiles. Like Lucky decision, really nice horse. Desperate to back him in a Saturday handicap. Mares was set an almighty task. His late split said he was the best horse at Pakenham by a mile, but you'd want to be the best horse in a Pakenham class one to knock off a horse that ran third in a golden rose, even if he was slightly below that level everywhere else and is likely to be below that level here, but he still wins a lot of the time. One of the interesting... So Craig Williams is riding Coastwatch, and we like talking about jockeys on this because people are interested in jockeys. They are. He has long-term, good jockey, Craig Williams. I mean, he gets a, you know... I can't catch him, though. <laughs> a, lot of people, a lot of people say that, but he's, he does... Um, he's good, obviously. He's, I mean, over you go over the years, he gives punters everything they ask for and even maybe a little bit of little bit extra. He's had a plane six months by his standards and he's had an atrocious last month. Really? So I'm interested in backing so is him. This he's going yeah. so bad. I'm like, wow, this will revert to mean for sure and certain. This so, is the time to start backing him. And if we come into carnival time, it's um, I'm getting a whiff of Craig. Yeah, I actually don't mind him on shared ambition in the car line later because shared ambition is such a a little bit like um Cascadian, like he's a Nicky horse. People don't like him, and there's trendy horses in there, which I get. As you know, yeah. I, I fancy Normandy Bridge as a horse coming to Australia, but the trial pervs have ruined it. That's But his form, even his form around some really nice names and and stuff, it's not. Shared Ambition has a string of pretty good ratings for this. He's just been he's just disappointed on occasion. I mean they've made okay. they've made poor decisions tactically with him as well. Yeah. Which hasn't, you know, also dents his record. Well, on goes Craig. And I think he probably lands in the first two. I didn't like open minded last start and the betting did and he got a cheap lead and made the most of it and he's stringing pegs together and he's a bit better than I thought he was but I surely it's found out now and if shared ambition goes and bounces outside him he should beat him and as you know I've always said shared ambition from day one in Australia was too fast to be the best he won over a mile and 1800 at Caulfield with this weapons grade turn of foot and they kept going in the interview kept going well you know we think he's a Sydney cup horse in the autumn I'm like you guys don't even know what you've got like, you don't go that fast if you're a Sydney Cup horse because if you can drag that speed to two miles, you're very elegant and you're probably not very elegant. You're probably a really good group two miler. But mile fresh and a slowly run, potentially, not slowly run, I don't think he went slowly run, but hardly a breakneck mile and he can bounce near enough. That's a That feels to me like the right spot. That's a good spot for him. I think he's a, a chance. Calcine Mav is interesting in that because he's a Kiwi, so everyone goes he's no good, but he's actually quite good. Spanish Mission has the best ratings in the race, but you would too slow. You'd have to risk him back at a mile. Yeah, that's an interesting enough race. The Rubiton, well. absolute ripper. And a bit like so, you got Spanish Mission, best ratings, wrong trip. Artorias, best yeah. ratings, wrong trip. They want to turn him into a sprinter. I, as you know, love the Freedmans. Great stable, love backing them. But why do they want to turn... I, I, I mean, we, Artorias, we don't see eye to eye. I don't feel like they've made the decision on that one. Yeah, okay, they want to turn him into 
something that he's not. It it just has a real um, round peg, square hole type vibe to me. Yeah. I mean, things kept happening too quickly for him. And then, I mean, well, his, then his best rating on my stuff is his Guinea's third. How good was it? After he bombed the start. So that's a terrific run. Then he's slow away in a Coolmore. I think maybe they think he's a, oh, he ran an eye catcher in the Coolmore. He got blown away for speed and then they went really fast. And when they all collapsed, he stayed past them. He didn't sprint past them. He's not fast. He stayed past them. Yeah, they got it all wrong, I think, with him. But really good stable. Can they, I tell you what, if they can tweak him and make this work, um, that's interesting. But I would have thought he's a better horse than ingratiating, but at 1,100 Caulfield ingratiating's probably I would mark ingratiating shorter than him. And Oxley Road looks like he's going to get into a great spot for your our mate. man, Luke Nolan, who has two rides, one of them on the slow Spanish mission, but maybe he's smart enough to – he certainly won't do the uh, sit and sprint. It. Like, my goodness, they got it all all wrong in that zipping classic and, and Luke won't be that stupid, but um, still at a mile, it shouldn't work. But Oxy Road, it'll – it's going to get every possible chance and it's about good enough as well and it's going to be in... As I said, things just happen too quickly for Artorias in sprints mm. back in the... And I know he won a Blue Diamond, but that was exactly the same as the... Um, only just you know beating Gratiating that day, but it was exactly the same as the Coolmore where it wasn't a case of him showing a turn of foot. They love to say a turn of foot. He just stayed while they collapsed in front of him. Enthar, remember, Enthar went like an absolute rocket down the side. It was stupid, actually. And... Went too fast down the side, and they can half of them aren't any good anyway, and they all collapse in a massive heap. So he just picks them up as he, because he's got more capacity, he keeps going. Like, oh, a big turn of foot. It's like, no, he just kept running. He probably is a high pressure 1400 metre horse. It's Chautauqua vibes to him. He extent. got that in the Golden Rose, and he ran really well there as well against the pattern, probably. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's a 1400 metre miler, and an 1100 metre Rubicon is the wrong race for him, but. If you had him, what would you? What's his target, Doncaster? Yeah, I think I would have gone to the Doncaster after I won these Australian Guineas. Yeah, I mean, as I said, smart stable. Prove me wrong. Be fun if they do, but nah, they won't. I'm too. I'm too clever, and I've got him pegged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good race, an interesting race, but yeah, wrong favourite there. I think. So, who have you got favourite? I'm marking ingratiating favourite, just over Oxley Road. So yeah, I have Artorias seven fifty. And to be honest, that's being nice. I think you're going to be pretty confident with your price when they jump and he's last. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether they can fix that. They're surely not going to try and bustle him from the draw. If you want him to be a sprinter, he's going to have to be fast. You're going to have to sprint. They're just watching replays of Mask Crusader. <laughs> Flop him out. Yeah. Round him up. Watch replays of Mask Crusader and see a good horse who doesn't win anywhere near as often as he should. And signing us off... <laughs> Who is the highest rated horse racing in the world this weekend? It's at home. We don't have to go far this week. We don't have to go around the grounds because Very Elegant is the highest rated horse running in the world this weekend.